This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I got a big, big night tonight, Jim. Oh, yeah? Big weekend, actually, with the gray man, my son Grayson. Tonight, we're camping in the backyard. Ooh. Yeah. Like doing the tent and the, sleeping bag. The, and, the whole thing. Yeah. He's had his sleeping bag out for the the week just practicing <laughs> I don't know. rolling it up I roll it. it is something you learn as a kid how to roll up a sleeping bag it takes you a while the sleeping bag has been on the living room floor all week because he's so <laughs> excited to to sleep in the backyard we're doing s'mores and hot dogs nice. having a little fire back there as well tell some ghost stories maybe right on i give you till about ten thirty before you go inside for the night you don't think we're gonna make it all the mm. way through we went to Canadian Tire and we purchased a uh, very nice looking air mattress. That'll help. That'll help. You know, I don't know. Did now you ever that make sitting, it through the I'm, night? I did as a kid, yeah, because I was, yeah, I would. I camped all the time. We would p- pitch a tent like outside our house all would the time. Would your dad sleep out there with you? No. No, I would do it. I would do it a lot with like slumber parties with my buddies instead of staying inside the yeah, house. Yeah, of you would course. go and yeah, yeah. But I, I maybe maybe my dad did. I can't remember. But I had all older brothers and sisters, right? So we would uh, we'd camp outside sometimes under the trampoline, sometimes on the trampoline. That's fun times. But yeah, I feel like old man Taz might. So you think the I'm the drops? one? I'm the one who's going to call it off, not Grayson. I think the fir- the moment he'll complain two or three times, and then the temperature will drop to about fourteen degrees, and you go, "Who am I trying to impress here?" And then, like, yeah, and then Grace will go, uh, "Daddy, I'm cold." You be like, "You know what, son? You're right." Let's go inside. Yeah, we had a good effort. Well, I'll let you know. Okay, but you're right. Now that you've said it, now you can't. Now I'm now yeah, I'm gonna yeah. fight through, <laughs> prove Jim wrong. My favorite hobby, proving <laughs> Jim Kelly wrong. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Uh, it does feel like we're getting back into her, though, in the Taz household. In what way? My son has hockey camp hmm. next week. So I've been scrambling around all week long trying to, to find hockey equipment for him. I'm now, last year was like his first year playing organized hockey. Got him all the equipment. I'm like, done. You know, there, there, you got your skates, you got your pads. We're good. Now, apparently kids do something um, called growing really fast. (laughs) So we went into his bag to make sure he was good to go for hockey camp next week. And he had grown out of his skates. Yeah. So we need to get him new skates. Uh, He needs new shin pads. He needs new uh, shorts with the PP protector, as we call it. (laughs) Okay. The jock. The jock. Uh, he, he refers to it as his PP protector, <laughs> <laughs> which technically he's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got my brother uh, Todd on it. He's got three boys. He's going through the old stuff in his awesome. garage. Hopefully yeah. it works out. Get secondhand anything that you possibly can instead of buying new because it's only going to last. It might even last the rest of the season for real. Yeah. I've heard from dads and moms who have told me, we've had to buy multiple pairs of skates in one hockey season for Mm -hmm. our kid. Now, I feel like if I was a kid, my dad would say, suck it up with the blisters. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know... After a while, those toes get mashed, and yeah, you might as well upgrade. But uh, I, I totally thought about doing the dad move where if I have to buy him new skates, if my brother doesn't come through, um, I, I'll get him skates 
three sizes too big and he can wear extra socks. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. They can barely skate now anyway. What difference would it make? Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? It's time for sports. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, joins us here with Taz and Jim. And it seems like just yesterday, guys, we were talking about Nazem Kadri and how he didn't have a deal. Some some guy was floating out this rumor that he was going to the Islanders. That's crazy talk. <laughs> <laughs> were you surprised, Dev? Obviously, you must have been a little surprised to see Kadri sign a blockbuster deal with the Calgary Flames yesterday. I was very surprised uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, the Flames did not have the cap space to sign Kadri. Number two, back in 2019, when Toronto traded him to Colorado, he was initially dealt to Calgary, but had the ability to block the trade and did. So now that he was a free agent, I didn't think he was going to consider Calgary, uh, but obviously he's changed his mind. What's Kadri getting? $7 million over seven years. It's a, a good deal for him. It's a good deal for the Calgary Flames. I mean, I think what happened yesterday is good work for everybody. Sean Monahan was moved out by Calgary, sent to Montreal to make room for Kadri. His uh, contract is up at the end of this season. He makes $6.3 million. So essentially, the Flames are swapping out Monahan, who has been injured the past couple of years, has not been producing, but is still 27 years old and bringing in Kadri, who had a, a career year last year. So from the Calgary Flames standpoint, they've lost Johnny Gaudreau. They've lost uh, Matthew Kachuk. They've brought in Jonathan Huberdeau. They've brought in Kadri. They brought in Mackenzie Wieger from the Florida Panthers. They have really kind of re-upped themselves. You have got the Montreal Canadiens who have Sean Monaghan, who they can flip at the deadline if he's healthy. They get another first-round draft pick. The number of draft picks Montreal has coming up in the next three years is crazy. So they are rebuilding in a really smart way. And you have Nazem Kadri in a situation where he can win now I think for everyone yesterday worked out very well you could almost make the argument that the Flames are in a better position now than they were at the end of the season last year. I've seen that argument, and it's a good one. I personally like last year's version of the Calgary Flames more than this year's version. That's nothing against Kadri, Huberto, or Uyghur, or anyone. It all has to do with Matthew Kachuk being a 24-year-old monster. There are very few players like Matthew Kachuk in the NHL, and if I have to pick one version of the Flames, I want the one with Kachuk on it. However, this new version of the Calgary Flames is going to be really good. You got to think that Flames GM Brad Tree Living was getting a lot of pats on the back yesterday because there was a lot of doom and gloom heading into this offseason for the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you have the prospect of losing Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk in the same offseason, not really getting much back for them before we saw what they got back. I mean, if I was a Flames fan, you would just be like down in the basement, you know, the lights are out just you got dark music playing you're not coming out you're not eating like you're just <laughs> uh, walling yourself off from the world so he has done a masterful job this offseason this is the taz and jim podcast uh, what are your feelings on pearl clam i'm sorry pearl clam uh <laughs> what you know pearl clam is that per a pearl jam cover band <laughs> it should be no it's it's a clam and you open it, and you find a pearl inside. Oh, I always want it. I would, like, um, 
find uh, clams all the time, like in ponds and stuff like that. And I always thought this is my, like as a kid. Here we go. Yeah, but, you know, never got lucky. Well, there is a man who ordered a a bunch of clams at a restaurant called Salt Air. He lives in Delaware, not uh, Delaware, Ontario. This is Delaware down in the States. Mm -hmm. And he opened up the clam and he found a rare purple pearl inside. Mm -hmm. Here he is. Sounds like he's pretty pumped about it. My wife thought it was like a bead or maybe one of those, it looks like one of those dot candies on the paper. We thought the chef dropped something in there. And then as we were looking at the shell, we saw this sort of little indentation on the shell inside the clam where it was growing. And so we figured it was probably something from inside of the clam. He's getting it appraised and it could be worth some serious money for him. Hmm. Does the restaurant have any claim to that? Wouldn't you? Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. <laughs> No way. Finders keepers. I just looked it up. A pearl, like it's talking about this purple one in particular, could go for 2000 to $3,000 and up. Not as much as I'd be hoping for, but still yeah. cover the meal. Absolutely. Do you tip more if you, you get served a purple pearl in your tip pearl the clam? clam? The waiter didn't do anything extra. It is amazing though, like the ugliest thing, like clams are kind of weird and gross and you pop them open and the tongue thing is in there. They're bizarre alien-like creatures, but the pearl is so beautiful and perfectly symmetrical and it comes out of such an ugly little being. I have problems watching people slurp oysters and mussels and all of that stuff. I, I, I'm allergic to shellfish, so... So you're jelly. A, a little bit jealous, but at the same time, like oysters, they look like snots i know it's gross do you uh, do you do the my fiance loves them and i'll take them to a restaurant when it's like oyster night aphrodisiac (laughs) and how could something that disgusting turn anybody on you know what i mean it's so gross there's some other things that look disgusting that turn people on i guess so (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe in the same ballpark but not my cup of tea i will say yeah Hmm. let's just start finding pearls in there so Make yeah, a necklace. I wonder if it's like, so yeah, I wonder, there must be like a certain type that, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but I was fine, because I think it is, in the story you mentioned like salt, but I think it is just like a grain of salt that, that starts, and then it just grows from there. Incredible. Pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> Nature. Nature. Clams. Here's to all the clams out there. Mm-hmm. Doing their clam thing. Clamming it up. You have the right to remain Stupid. So there's a woman in Oklahoma. She's behaving erratically. Police are called. They show up. They cuff her, put her in the back of the police vehicle while they're taking statements from some of the people who who witnessed her behavior. Now, what the cops didn't know, in the vehicle, she manages to get out of her handcuffs, this woman. And, you know, there's the cage between the front and the back where they keep the perps. Oh, yeah, of course. She gets into the front seat, her arms into the front seat of the police car, where there is an AR-15. Oh, boy. She grabs the gun. She's able to load the gun. What? And open fire on the police and the witnesses, and it's all caught on tape. Ow! What was that? Yeah, I'm hit right here too, Danny. Hit in the head. We need backup immediately. We got a civilian. We got a civilian hit. What the heck? She get out of her cups? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. I think maybe she got out of her cuffs. She got them thin meth wrists. Because how else could you get, number one, out of the cuffs? You can only do that if you got the thin wrists. Unless the cops screwed up. But to be able to reach your arm through that fence somewhere, that's the whole reason it exists. How could you possibly leave a gap big enough to not only get your wrist through, but an AR-15 back through it? With the ammo and within arm's reach, too? This is insane. Have you seen the video? No. How? What? Why? Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> I mean, of course. What else? What Here, other explanation could be? This is the undersheriff in Oklahoma explaining exactly what went wrong. When we detain somebody, they actually go in handcuffs. They placed her in the backseat of the patrol car. Uh, while in the backseat of the patrol car, she was able to get her wrist free from the handcuffs, and the handcuffs were put on properly. She was able to reach up on our console where it actually said gun. There's several switches. One is a gun switch. To unlock the gun lock, and she found it, unlocked the gun lock, and was able to retrieve a AR-15 rifle. And then she was able to figure out how to put a round in it, put it on fire, and she fired approximately 10 rounds had our deputies and a civilian where it actually said gun that's going to be replaced uh, we're going to put a switch someplace else in the vehicle to lock our gun <laughs> it's going to say not gun <laughs> not a not gun. a gun definitely not a gun <laughs> yeah so it was it was a bit of a comedy of errors and luckily nobody was was killed you heard one deputy say he was hitting his head I don't know. Ricochet, if, uh, yeah, it could have been uh, something uh, that was hit with a bullet hit him afterwards, but nobody was killed. Oh, this woman, though, Rachel Zion Clay is her name. She tested positive for meth, oh. and she is now facing three charges of shooting with intent to kill, and is being held on a million dollars bail. Now, here's the here's the crazy part for her. They were gonna let her go. Whoa, like maybe a small possession charge, maybe or something. They they were taking the statements. The cops planned to release her. They didn't have anything to hold her on. Whoa. Until she grabbed the gun and started shooting at everybody. Oh my god. Until she somehow became Harry Houdini. Yeah. Got out of her maybe she broke her thumbs. I've seen that move in the movies before. You you dislocate oh, your yeah. thumbs to yeah, get you out get of your the cuffs. Yeah, you to kick your hand, and then it breaks your wrist. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking she might be double jointed to be able to pull this off, but <sighs> they got to look at these cruisers anyway. Yeah, well, the good news is they're replacing the 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 sign that says "gun." <laughs> Gun in here <laughs> to cotton candy <laughs> to snakes. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to open this. Deadly it's snakes. Deadly snakes. I don't want to get bit by a snake. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. <laughs> this is a call we received earlier this morning. Hello, this is the call from Visa Security Department. We have found two suspicious charges early this morning from your credit card. One of $400 to eBay and other is $1,400 to purchase international gift card. To allow this charges, press 1 or to cancel the charges, press 2. Thank you. I said go ahead with the charges. <laughs> I, people fall for it. That's, yeah. Obviously, they keep doing this kind of stuff because there are people who become victims in these scams. And by people... Myself included, I fell for this one. I got this exact same call, exact same uh, robot voice saying it was for gift cards or whatever. I forget exactly what they said, but it was, yeah, for something for gift cards. 
So I did press two because I got a similar message when it actually happened to me. Uh, when I actually had like identity fraud or somebody was using my credit card, I did get a message like that. So I was like, I quickly pr- pressed two. Nothing was happening. So I pressed two again. I'm like, is this not working? I realized it was a voicemail. That's how stupid I am. So I was pushing. But if, it, if like, because the call went to voicemail, so I almost fell for it. I pressed two, but it was, I was listening to a message instead of getting the live call. So if it was a live call, I would have pressed You've two and fell for it. had somebody using your credit card? Yeah, they used it in the States somehow. It was after we came back from Florida. We went there two years ago, and uh, I, I I can't quite remember, but I think it was something similar. I think like it was a call from CIBC, and it was like an automated message. I could I don't want to put that out there because I don't want anybody falling for this. But I think right. they're clever for doing it because it it kind of got me. And I thought if I press two, what's the worst that could happen? I'll I'll, I'll follow this down the hole a little bit. See, see how if far I can it goes. Find any red flags. Well, they they say that what you should always do if you have any seed of doubt, hang up the phone and actually call your financial institution and talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it, you, you never know. My problem is it's a boy who cried wolf here. If somebody ever rips off my credit card, <laughs> they're going to have at oh, it. Oh, yeah. Because if I'm getting calls like this, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know what? It's probably them. <laughs> it's probably the people who are ripping off our visas paying for this. And this is one from the Burlington Fire Department earlier in the week. They tweeted out, scam alert. Burlington Fire has been made aware that residents are being contacted, indicating they have won a fire safety kit and requesting to meet. At this time, there's no contest being run. Protect yourself from frauds. But at the meetup, can we hit his legs with a baseball bat tied to a post and <laughs> blow a fire extinguisher in his face? I, I don't think you can, Jim. I, unfortunately, What if the firefighters are there and, and watching it? <laughs> no, I, I don't. Th- I, that's the problem. You'll be the one getting in trouble if but you... That, that's my dream, assault a, If you assault a scammer, you're going to jail. <laughs> that doesn't seem fair. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You looking to kickstart your heart, get back in shape? Why not try gymnosis? Pardon? Gymnosis. Not you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Like G-Y-M. Yeah, yeah. Gnosis. Oh, boy. There's a chain of gyms in the U.S. Uh, that has started uh, a new thing to attract members. They're going to hypnotize you and trick you into enjoying exercise. <laughs> It's described as a series of free in-gym and virtual hypnosis sessions that are supposed to make you motivated to work out by accessing your subconscious. Huh. I don't know. You're still skeptical uh, about hypnosis? You've You've been to some of these shows where people get on stage. I was sold in high school when we had a hypnotist come to our school, and the shyest kid in school got pulled up on stage, and he was doing like they said, you're a rock star. And every time I say this, you're going to sing like a rock star. And there's no way this guy would have done it if, if he wasn't actually hypnotized. Yeah, but what is hypnotized? I believe in like the power of suggestion. You put somebody on the spot, you know, you can, you know, subconsciously manipulate people and make them do things you want. But I mean, right. That's hi- hypnosis. <laughs> but it's not like you can make somebody enjoy going to the gym or quit smoking. I don't believe that. I don't know, man. Remember my session, I confronted my fears. 
I couldn't watch a movie with any little gray ghost children, any horror movies. Yeah. And I went and I got hypnotized and it worked. <laughs> that's not even a that's barely a thing. I don't know. I hear a now lot of like, I can, people need now to quit I drinking. can watch scary ghost children movies. Yeah, I don't know. I just know a lot of people who've went to a hypnotist for real problems. <laughs> Like alcoholism, or they can't quit smoking, and it never seems to stick. You're saying that you can't watch movies with ghost children in them is not a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sometimes your... I'd be in a theater and I wouldn't know a trailer for a ghost child yeah. movie was coming on, and I would be trapped watching it, paralyzed in fear. <laughs> you <laughs> try putting a bag of popcorn over your head and getting all buttery because you're scared anymore. to look at the screen. Not anymore. I, you know, I I would give it a shot. Gymnosis. I don't. I don't know. Okay. What Boy, I'm just, is it hard to get people to work out though? Eh? Like, I, how many t- different novelties to get people to the gym or different diets? Yeah. It's like it's not that complex of a subject. You would think that living longer, not dying, would be motivation <laughs> yeah. enough. What do you need to trick them into? <laughs> Looking better, Looking feeling better, yeah. would be enough of a motivator. But if it's not. Gymnosis may be for you. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's a special encore of... Is it longer than Dommy's Dong? I don't know if this is the case, but sometimes when something was funny and then it stops being funny... Yeah, if you keep doing it long enough, it gets funny again. Hopefully that's oh, yeah. the case with this game. It's the old family guy rule. <laughs> yeah, or Letterman did it a lot. Mm-hmm. Where he, you know, he just would not leave it alone until it became funny again. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. See how it works. We're gonna give away a prize, which is uh, which is the ultimate goal here. And our contestant is Courtney. Where are you calling from, Courtney? Uh Delhi. Delhi. What what's the hot thing in Delhi right now? Oh gosh, there's not too tobacco hot going on there. Uh, um, I guess, yeah. Okay. Well, what do you do for fun on a Friday night in Delhi? Um, I guess go drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a beer bottle at a mailbox. Hope there's a buck and dough going on. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, we could hook you up with uh, $100 in Lotto Max tickets here and African Lion Safari passes. You just have to tell us if it's longer than Tommy Lee's dong. He posted that picture, now infamous, last week on his social media. We estimate that it's around 8.1 inches. That's so, right. We have. <laughs> we've analyzed the footage. We've done our research. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim's going to give you items, so you're basically guessing whether or not they're longer than 8.1 inches. What's the first one, Jim? Starting off here, an unsharpened HB pencil. Is it longer than Tommy's dog? Unsharpened HB pencil, fresh out of the pack. I think Tommy's dog is longer. You are correct. The pencil, seven and a half inches. Next here, the infamous... Luke Skywalker lightsaber handle. Now Tommy's doing well. He's not doing so well that it's the extended lightsaber. This is but lightsaber this the saber when it's not turned yeah, on. When it's like in his holster. Okay, I'm gonna say the lightsaber is longer. You are correct. Eleven inches. How about this? I think the guy. Some of this going on in Delhi as well. The average length of an Ontario cob of corn. 
you've got corn on the mind, Jim, because you're going to your hometown of Mitchell, Ontario this weekend for Corn Fest. Mm-hmm. You're going to be gobbling down some some corn. Maybe not after this comparison. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is next time I see Tommy Lee, I'm going to have two of those corn cob forks to put in the end. <laughs> no, don't. That's uh, that sounds painful. Okay, okay. Courtney. <laughs> okay, le- average average length, length of an Ontario cob of sweet corn. corn, peaches and cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go. The corn's longer. You are incorrect. Ooh, I'm sorry. Wow. Seven and a half inches. Now maybe at the Mitchell, <laughs> you know, uh, agriculture fair. Yeah, the, the prize winning the the blue yeah. ribbon corn cob that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 45 inches long. I love when they make giant produce. Me too. It's fun. Looks inedible, but anyway, the next, okay, we were doing TLDs earlier this week. Tommy Lee's dongs is a unit of measurement, so it was a little complex. We'll keep this kind of simple. Next question here. A Mr. Freezy large freezy. Jumbo freezy. The jumbo freezy, the good one. Okay. Is it longer than two TLDs? I'm going to say no. It is longer. I'm sorry. 17 inches. Two of two TLDs would be 16.2 inches. You got to get this one right, okay? Okay. Ron Jeremy's dong. <laughs> we're, we're going dong to dong, dong here? Dong versus dong. D to D. Dong to dong. It's dong, a dong, dong off. <laughs> is it Ron Jeremy's dong, the hedgehog's hog, is it longer than Tommy's dong? I think Ron Jeremy's is longer. You are correct! Nine (laughs) inches, allegedly. Congratulations, Courtney. All right, thank you. You are going to be the toast of Delhi tonight (laughs) when you go drinking. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. In the small town that uh, our Jim Kelly comes from, Mitchell, Ontario, they do Corn Fest every year, Mm -hmm. celebrating the the wondrous vegetable? Vegetable, that is corn. (laughs) It's a vegetable, right? It is, it is, yeah. yes. And it's miraculous. You can make popcorn out of it, corn on the cob. Fuel? Fuel, absolutely. Ethanol? Yeah, oh, 100%. What else? Tortilla chips? Yeah. <laughs> Doritos would not everything. exist if it wasn't for corn. It's actually scary how much corn is in everything because it's not great for you. <laughs> But, it, boy, is it fun to eat. Oh, yeah. Especially off that cob. And, uh, Jim, uh, it wasn't you. It was your alter ego, your country music alter ego, mm-hmm. ego, Mr. Uncle Bottom, uh-huh. that wrote the theme song for Corn Fest. And let's get people in Mitchell pumped up this morning. Here it is. Breaker, breaker, it's Mr. Uncle Bottom here. I'm driving down Highway 23. I got a 40-pounder of whiskey. I got a pack of smokes. I got a stick of butter. I got some salt. I got a couple of them tiny fork things. Looks like I'm ready for Corn Fest. In the light of the moon, back in Dickety 2, a farmer broke the soil. Dropped a seed of corn in the early morn in the field where he toiled. Around that magical field, a town called Mitchell was born. And each year, as an excuse to drink, they hold the festival of corn. Yeah, we're all going to Corn Fest, let's party all night. Yeah, we're all going to 
a corn fest, grab a corn cob, take a bite. Don't care if I suck at baseball, gonna play anyway. Gonna drink all night at corn fest, then maybe eat Subway. Breaker Breaker, looks like the baseball tourney is underway. Not sure how it's gonna go, cause everyone's been boozing since 10 a.m. It's getting pretty sexy here though, it might be time for some cornication. Home of the Mitchell Hawks, where the sea of corn stocks never ends. If I get tired of corn fest, I summon the strength of Howie Morenz. Gonna win that slow pitch trophy, I'm gonna place it on my shelf. And that cocky team from Stratford, they can go and themselves. Let's all go to corn fest, win that flip cup battle. Party all night at corn fest, till the cops hurt us like cattle. Let's all go to corn fest, no hipster city stuff. Put a whole thing of sweet corn in my mouth and just pull out the cob. Corn fest. You're listening to Taz and Jim. Oh man, that makes me want to go back to corn fest. Now I'm mad I'm missing out this weekend, Jim. <laughs> And the line about the cops herding people like cattle, it's true. I've seen it. My favorite Cornfest memory is walking through the parking lot. <laughs> Remember this? I don't know. And there's a guy on the ground. He's all disheveled. He's getting handcuffed by a police officer. And it's a small town, right? So everyone knows everyone. The guy's on the ground. He's all drunk and disheveled. He's like, oh, come on, Donna. Just let me go home. <laughs> and he had a Texas accent. <laughs> oh, Donna, come, come on, on, Donna. Donna, please. Probably not the first home. time he was arrested either. <laughs> yeah, they were on a first name basis. <laughs> the, the cop and the perp. So uh, be safe. And have fun at Cornfest this weekend if you're going to Mitchell. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.